Aloha. Welcome to Global Yoga Flow Podcast. In this podcast, we look at the Samadhi Pada, the first chapter of the Yoga Sutras, verses 9 through 12. In the podcast on Sutras 5 through 8, Patanjali describes the five streams of mind flow and teaches us that the streams can lead either towards what is life-enhancing or towards what is diminishing. For example, we could use recollection, memory, to call up past experiences that are empowering and enhance our lives by doing so. Or we can recall past experiences that victimized us and therefore diminish our prana flow. Patanjali is inviting us to become more conscious of our habits of mind and recognize that they have a very profound effect on the future we carve out. In other words, they have a profound effect on our prana flow, our life force energy. If we are habitually using these thought streams in a diminishing way, We will keep ourselves apart from our natural joy and power, our samadhi. In this podcast, we look at the last three of the five thought streams, imagination, deep sleep, and memory. And just becoming aware of these streams of thought flow, mind flow, we begin to increase our ability to observe our minds from a higher place and therefore we step deeper into the power, the skill to artfully and consciously direct our mind flow in a way that keeps us empowered and joyful, in a way that helps us carve out a brighter future. Okay, Sutra 9. Shabda Jnana Anupati Vashtushunyaha Vikalpaha Shabda Jnana Anupati Vashtushunyaha Vikalpaha Imagination arises when words do not correspond with reality. Now, on first read, that definition almost makes us think, well, yeah, of course, that's the definition of imagination. But Patanjali here is saying that this ability for the mind to think about things, to build pictures of things that are not currently happening is an important skill to recognize. So we all have done this. We have fantasies. We imagine a new detail we want in our lives that is not here yet. Sometimes we imagine details in our lives that we do not want, but still, for some reason, almost like picking at a sore place, we negatively predict outcomes Um, and and this can be worrisome. So remember that verse 5, Sutra 5, announced the five types of mind trains or mind flow and stated that these five flows can be either uplifting or downpulling in nature. 
And here Patanjali is talking about imaginings. Sometimes um, in the sutra interpretations, they're called verbal delusions. Um, I find that a little bit confusing as far as being practically applied you know, for our own betterment. Um, so pleasant future scenarios voiced with hope could also be called verbal delusion and and but they would offer uplifting energy and the word delusion sort of implies something negative so we're going to go with imaginings or visualization okay so it's true we can use our imaginations to delude ourselves away from difficult truths that need to be faced in and worked through in order to make real progress and positive change and yet, if that was the only way we saw imagination, a tool for creative denial, so to speak, then we're missing its true power. Imagination of a brighter future is intention, and it's the seed for growth. It's the seed for, for change for the better. So when Patanjali says in this verse, imaginings arise when words or thoughts do not correspond with reality, he's not saying that's a bad thing. He's simply giving that neutral awareness of this way of moving the mind and subtly suggesting that we get uh, more conscious about using our imagination and we direct it more towards what is wanted and what feels good rather than letting it slip into, oh no, what if imaginings of negative prediction. Yeah? Pretty cool sutra, that one. Okay, sutra 10. Abhava pratyaya alambana vrittihi nidra Abhava pratyaya Alambana Vrittihi Nidra. Deep sleep is the absence of all impressions resulting from um, a filtering that which is mutable in human beings. Okay, that definition, let's shift it to be a little bit more digestible. So here Patanjali is saying deep sleep is when all of the filtering from our, our accumulated identities slips away. It's so cool. I mean, there's lots of filtering. First of all, from unlimited uh, source, we, we need to drop down just into the three dimensions and the physical laws of planet Earth. And then there's identity filters, you know, am I a man or a woman? How old am I? Where do I live? What language do I speak? You know, what are the conditions of my body, my bank account? All of this has to come back into um, form before we you know, roll out of bed and, and get on with our lives. And in deep sleep, all of that sort of unravels and we're in our pure essence, unbounded. And again, he's saying, if we have um, a nice open and clear connection to this unbounded soul seed, our oversoul, our Atman, then, then deep sleep, the unraveling process, can be um, easy, non-resistant, 
can feel good, can feel liberating, can, can take us right back to source and allow us to connect and rejuvenate and refresh in deep sleep. But if we have habits of maybe fear that there's nothing more to me than this body or this life, we can develop these unconscious, very deep-seated resistant patterns to surrendering. To, to, to dropping into deep sleep and allowing ourselves to be taken to that unbounded place, right? And then deep sleep um, can be a bit diminishing. Have you ever known anybody who's even a little bit scared to go to sleep? I've, I've had friends like that, even moments in my own life where that, that unraveling and surrender for some reason felt scary. And so Patanjali, again, is just saying, let, notice Notice that this is something the mind can do. It can unravel itself and get out of the way so you can go back in deep sleep and hang out with your soul and, and rejuvenate with source. And, and certain habits, practice habits, will make that easier and make it increase prana flow. And certain habits that you can be conscious of would, would interrupt that process. So just notice, he's asking us, just notice, just notice and set the intention to feel better. Okay, 11, Sutra 11 in the Samadhi Pada. Anubhuta vishaya sampramoshaha smritihi Anubhuta vishaya sampramoshaha Smritihi. Recollections, memories, are engendered by the past insofar as the relevant experience has not been eclipsed. Okay, that's kind of a funny definition, but, but there's some important stuff in there. Here Patanjali saying what, what constitutes memories, what makes memories hang around and stay memories is that they're, they're relevant in your current life. They were relevant in you becoming who you are today. When they lose their relevance, they'll fade away. And an interesting side note here, that, that the brain is not a storage unit. It's not. It's a, it's a transmitter. It's like a cell phone tower, right? It's a transmitter for signals. So everything that ever happened is, is still existing. Every even thought is existing in the mind of God. And your brain is the little tran transmitter station that will connect with those thought streams or soften or diminish the connection to those thought streams, depending on how important they are to you right now. And, and this is, this is an, he wants us to understand this uh, aspect of memory. So, so if we think that thing that happened to us 10 years ago has a lot to do with who we are today, then we're going to keep that transmission to that thought stream open, right? And we're going to remember it and remember it. Now, if it's something that was downpolling, let's say somebody betrayed us, and we are sure that that is important to who we are right now, and we you know, keep thinking about it and open that transmission to that thought stream, we keep it around. Well, 
it is going to define who we are in the future. And that sometimes can be a diminishing thing. So just being aware of how we uh, perhaps habitually call up these negative memories and allow them to define who we are and who we're becoming. Padanjali is suggesting that we recognize that. And if it's not enhancing who we are, that we let those connections, those transmissions go and we soften our recall of these down-pulling memories. Yeah? And of course, the, the opposite is true too. We have memories of, oh, I accomplished that. I had a lovely time with that person. I had a deep connection with God in nature when I did that thing and I went on that trip. And, and we want to recognize how these memories can, can just, and you can feel it. They increase our prana flow. We feel wiggly and zippy and tingly, and we want those transmissions to be strong, yeah, because they empower us. They keep us in samadhi, right? So really juicy stuff here. All right, now, Sutra 12. Abhyasa vairagya biyam tani Abhyasa vairagya biyam tani They are controlled by means of practice and non-attachment. Okay, so here he's doing a little wrap-up. Patanjali is saying these, these avenues of mind flow and, and how they can either increase your samadhi or pinch off your samadhi. You, know, you can get skillful at recognizing them and directing them by practice and non-attachment. And by non-attachment, he's not saying aloofness. That's not what non-attachment means. Non-attachment means recognizing your essential self beyond the mind flow. It's like that seat of the silent observer. If you can get, you know, your eyeballs to the back of your skull, if you can get your, the spark of your heart to, to lift above and look down at you like a loving parent, you know, that's what he means by non-attachment. We have to zoom out and get that broader perspective. Whoa, check my mind out, right? If we're lost in the mind flow, that's, that's attachment. We, and we can't find that elevated, intelligent um, uh, perspective that allows us to skillfully shift the way the mind is flowing. Right? If we are lost in the current, then we can't of the mind flow, then we can't make those directions. So he's saying you know, just the, the, the intention to practice, I would like to more consciously direct the flow of my mind. I am going to practice consciously, and we can do this in meditation, we can do this while we're, while we're driving, we can do this while we're standing at the sink washing dishes. Right? I am going to practice moving my mind in this way that increases, that doesn't interrupt the flow of my prana. And, and I know I do that by observing from this higher place how my mind is going habitually and then gently shifting those habits and then starting to practice the new conscious habits until they start running on their own. Really powerful stuff. But 
for me, I, I needed a great teacher to help me unravel the power of these sutras. And I was so happy when my teachers did do that for me because it just sort of sounded like a foreign language to me before that and I couldn't practically apply it. So I'm hoping that it's helping in your life and teachers, I hope that it helps you, inspires you to share the deeper meaning of these sutras, the deeper meaning of these sutras with your students. Thank you so much for tuning in. Aloha.